Be the Abu Productions welcomes you to a new episode of BE Podcast. Join in the conversation with Pastor Jonathan Gallardo and Pastor Henry Cruz. Welcome, everyone. My name is Jonathan Gallardo, and I'm with Henry Cruz. And welcome to the VE Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Vida English Pod. At Vida English Pod. I'm excited about this podcast today, okay. Henry. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if you could hear it in my voice. I, I can. I you can. can see it too, the right? Excitement. I'm, yep. a, I'm excited because we're going to talk about, we're going to basically do a a conference recap that we haven't done on the podcast yet. But before we do that, yeah. I want to say congratulations. Okay. I was there and I experienced <laughs> the your 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 glory day and oh, knowing that you successfully passed your defense. How does it feel yeah, now? It feels good. It feels good. I got a lot of editing to do, but for the most part, the hard part was was done. You're done. Yeah. You did what yep. you had to do and now you you're yep. coasting through life now. Yep. Well, sort of. <laughs> now I just need to convince you to get your PhD yeah. in Old Testament uh, studies yeah. and we're good. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you passed. I think that you, sir. with all of our followers on Twitter, we'll probably be able to get a good budget to throw you a nice party at yeah. the end of the year <laughs> and uh, celebrate with you then. But that, that was great to see that and what's awesome is that well maybe not awesome for you uh-huh. but it was awesome that you were able to defend during yeah shepherd's conference 2023 yeah how was that that was cool i mean so the the only the only difficult thing is you, you have to like i'm thinking about the defense while at the same time trying to trying to trying enjoy to, the conference yeah, trying to enjoy the conference <laughs> um yeah so that's the that's the that's the difficult thing. that's the difficult yeah. part but you did it it's done yeah. with it's in the past and now yeah. all we got is to look forward to yep. the new conference next year and some other conferences that we're looking forward to well next year you'll be in the same shoes that i was I don't think so because I, oh, I, I still serious? have one more year. Oh, okay, okay. I have one more year of writing. So almost. So yeah, almost. almost. <laughs> You'll feel it. But with that said, uh, let's let's talk about Shepherd's yeah. Conference. Yeah. Uh, what are your just what are your thoughts? Well, off the be, bat, before we do that, I got a bone to pick with you and Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about because I've had people asking me about eggs for like the past two weeks. We and don't have one to day, clear that up. We don't have to clear that up. One day, not on this episode, but one day I will give my version of that story. There's always two sides to the story, everyone. <laughs> two sides to the story. And uh but when people, there's two when people were legit asking me though. You're outnumbered. And I was though, like, bro. what is going on? Me and Carlos know the, the true story. Carlos was a little kid. He had nothing he, he like he said he, he thought he he thought he was gonna get in trouble. Um oh, no, man. but but going back to what we're gonna talk about today. So ShepConf was okay. great. Great. Um I think it's always good to be around um, like-minded guys, pastors, especially, um, you know, so just that, 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 that um, environment, just being around these guys, uh, the community that that's there, uh, the sessions Mm -hmm. that you get to hear on, you know, and again, it's, it's, it's just walking through biblical text. So, so this year was shepherding the remnant, Mm -hmm. all the messages on the remnant, uh, in the old new it's just yeah like just mm-hmm. that just just that um the modeling of what expository preaching is faithful preaching is exactly. for me is always just enjoyable I, a lot of the workshops were, were amazing as well but just that that just being with with like-minded men mm-hmm. uh listening to god's word worshiping together for me that's always you know the highlight of the conference you obviously get like the experience as well which yeah. is which is also lovely but because they go all out, yeah. all, all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even Fresca cans and yeah, everything. Fresca so. cans. We'll talk about that in yeah. a bit. But that was, uh, I, I think I think it's hard to explain. But 
because it's a church conference. Yeah. You know, most of us are used to going to some like auditorium yep. or like convention center, uh, somewhere outside of their church to 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 have a conference experience. But but this is like a home church that is that looks forward to having. I think it's 800, 900 volunteers, yep. and they're serving like faithfully. Mm-hmm. Like that was for me one of the first shocks that I did the first time I went to Shepherd's okay. Conference. It was like. I remember, and we didn't even do it out of like uh, being egomaniacs or anything. Uh, my dad just asked me for some gum while we were waiting in line for uh-huh. the registration. And I'm like, oh, I don't have any gum. And and he's like, oh, well, maybe they have mints. And I'm like, so we asked the lady at the registration, do you guys by any chance have mints or will they be put out later? Or, yeah. or she's like, oh, no, hold on. Don't worry about it. And so she ran off. And then, like, 10 minutes later, we were still in line. She comes back. She's like, I had some mints in my car. And here you go. So she went all the way to the parking lot no to get my dad some mints. And my dad was like, oh, I was just thinking, like, if you guys had some right yeah, here. Yeah, the table. But it was, incre- it was incredible. But anyways, the volunteer experience is, is it's, again, there are people that really love what the conference is about. Yeah. So while we were there, we, we, we heard um, J-Mac, John MacArthur. He actually gave a bit of an insight on on Shepherds Conference and how it started. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, Shepherds Conference is basically a conference for pastors, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of people go. And you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to right. be uh, the lead pastor. I mean, you got musicians there. You got people that are doing youth. Deacons. Pe- deacons. Yeah. And people just in general that want to yeah. listen to good, sound, mm-hmm. biblical teaching. And Pastor MacArthur was talking about how it was founded, uh, Shepherds Conference, like in the 70s, I think. Yeah. And one of the reasons he, he was talking about was the big boom that was happening in church growth movement, yep. even from Fuller Theological Seminary and Peter Wagner and Jim John Wimber, all that yeah. movement that's going on. And, and people are wanting to grow their churches and, and expand. Well, at the same time, Grace Community Church... When MacArthur started in 1969 through the 70s, it just began to grow like incredibly. Mm-hmm. It was like a big boom of growth. And everybody from Moody Press to anybody was just trying to figure out what's going on at, at Grace in Southern California that's causing this growth. And it, it called more attention because Fuller was in Southern California right. as well. And here they're having workshops and classes on how to and writing books on church growth. And MacArthur was simply teaching the Bible one verse at a time. And the reason Shepherd's Conference was established was because pastors were just flocking to him, trying to figure out what he was doing. Right. So I could imagine how most of them felt when they listened to MacArthur and they were just like, so you're just teaching the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. that's all you're doing? There's no strategy? <laughs> What's yeah. the plan? You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. it was like these five steps to, you know, grow your church. Yeah. What do you, how do you do this? How do you do this, this volunteer team? How yeah. do you do that ministry? And I could imagine like their disappointment. <laughs> yeah, right. But from there, even though maybe some people were disappointed, the majority of the people, like, it just began to grow. Mm-hmm. Like, so Shepherd's Conference has been growing ever since the 70s. And, you know, you go to the campus of Grace Community Church and you have roughly 5,000 people on campus, 3,000 in the auditorium, and then, like, a couple thousand just floating around on the outside because they just want to be there. Yeah. Not even inside of the main auditorium. They just want to be there. Yeah. And, I, you know, if even me, like, 
if if it was in its heyday and I didn't get room inside the auditorium, yeah, I'd be outside too. Just, yeah, just, just wanting to experience yep. everything that's going on. So as we, we speak about Shepherd's Conference, it, it's important for us to kind of express some of the reasons that, that we believe that, you know, a conference like this is important. You know, what does it do for the preacher? Yeah. What does it do for the church? And, you know, people that see us go, like, we, you know, we post it right. online. Yeah. You know, pray for us. You can give us strength because, yeah, it's, it's three it's, days mm-hmm. of intense, like, bam, 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 yeah. back to back. Uh, whereas, you know, some people sit in a preaching here for 50 minutes and they're like, man, they can't wait to get out. Right. Well, imagine sitting in a 60 minute preaching and then having a five minute break and then sitting through another yep. one and then going through another. <laughs> so it's intense. It's nonstop. But yeah. benefits, I, I think, what, what are some of the benefits that we could express for people to, to understand, you know, the reason why a conference like that is important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I think for me, the, what I like about it is just that you you get to to learn um, as a pastor, but but also like they model expository preaching yeah. well, and I, I think that that's the for me that's the big thing because again you know people can teach on it, people can have an idea of what it is. You can even have like a definition from a book you read somewhere, mm-hmm. but they just model yeah. what it is, and so every every um, preacher that goes up to preach. They grab a biblical text and mm-hmm. they're just faithfully going verse by verse by verse. And and for me, that's I like learning like from some of the guys, yeah. some guys that I haven't heard, like Conrad and B. I know who he is, but I never heard him preach. Yeah. Never heard he him was preach great. And yeah, he and his, his sermon on Revelation 3. But it's just the way, again, he's just, it's like a Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to impress you. He's not trying yeah, to, yeah, yeah. you know, draw like attention mm-hmm. himself. It's just... Here's the text and let's walk through it. And you leave not so much amazed at how he did it, but more like, man, all of that was in that text. Yeah, and yeah. this guy brought it out. So the amazement for me, yeah, I learned from him as a preacher on, on maybe some homiletical things and how he did certain things. But at the end, the biggest thing for me is like, I've read Revelation 3, just never heard it preached in, yeah. in, in that way. And it's not that he's saying something new, it's that he extracted everything that was in that in that text. Yeah. So, so that's the... For me, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. It's just the modeling of ex- expositional preaching and then the simplicity of the worship sets. Mm. Um, where in, in other conferences I would go and you know, you'd have fireworks and countdown videos and, and smoke and like yeah. a guy coming out, all right, who's ready? Yeah. And they're hyping, <laughs> hyping you up, up. And then like, yeah, first song hits and you're all in. Mm-hmm. And at Shepherds, it's like, the opposite of that it's well here's a piano might do a call to worship you know someone will read a a text and it's like let's go let's let's worship the lord one piano and three thousand people singing Singing. yeah (laughs) and i like it though because it it just shows you the like for me it helps me appreciate our our sunday services Mm -hmm. wherein in other conferences i would come back and i yeah the question would be what's our budget to see what we can copy yeah, from yeah. whatever you know can we do this video that was a cool creative yeah, element yeah. how can we incorporate can that? we do all those things uh can we get the band you know two drums was sick can yeah. we do two drums at our church whatever do we have the the talent and and so you think of all that and here is just this is what it, it feels like a mm-hmm. like a sunday service and so for me it just gives a value like if you want a model of what a an order of a service or liturgy, yeah. if you want to call it that, um, what the order of your, you know, it's just a model of it. And that for me, that's always been something that I, that I appreciate. And yeah. yeah. And then having a room of 3000 plus pastors singing passionately, not because someone hyped them up, but mm. because 
they know the the lyrics. They understand yeah, the doctrines that they're singing. Yeah, yeah it means yeah. something. So that's amazing. The to me. theology behind the song, it's it's amazing. I must confess, I had a charismatic yeah. moment. Okay, I had a charismatic moment. It was. <laughs> It's shameful, but it's. You started it, speaking but, in tongues. I almost did. <laughs> I almost did, and I almost cried. Like it was. It reminded me of my charismatic days. But it was. You know, we were singing a song that I hadn't heard. Yeah. And as soon as I think the first verse came out, it's a. What was the song I, that I sent you? Is it um, I carry my cross? I carry the, the, the other one. Jesus, no, no, the other one. Um, man, I forgot the name of that song. Um, yeah. Uh, well, anyways, yeah, it's I had never heard it. Okay, and so we're singing the the first verse, and I'm already like, wow. Okay, I, I can't even sing. You know, I'm like, yeah. man, this is because it's, it's it talks about the the, the journey, the struggle of okay. life, but ultimately our prize is Christ, and it, it's an amazing song. But Christ is mine forever. Oh, okay. okay, if you guys haven't heard that song, By City of Light. City yeah. of Light sings it, but I like the uh, T4G, yeah, T4G version. version. Yep. Okay. It's just a dude on the yeah. piano. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Matt, one of those guys. Matt Merkel. Mer- yeah, Merkel. Mer- yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, look that song up. It's uh, what, what is it? Christ is mine. Christ forevermore. is mine forevermore. Yeah. And so we're singing that, and then like probably the third verse, I'm already like a mess. Yeah. And I'm like holding back my tears, but then in front of me was a an older man mm. and his son. Yeah. And you know you could tell like they were their father son. It's an old man. He's got white hair and and he and I and I was looking at him sing. So like before this, like I was watching him sing and I was like, man, this guy is like he's like feeling because you know he's later on in his life mm-hmm. and maybe I don't know what he's gone through, but like he was just singing passionately. And then his son's right next to him. So then like at one, of, I think it's the fourth verse. And and it says something about once I finish my mission uh-huh. here, yeah. And they hug each other, like he hugs his son, and then his son hugs him. And I was like, oh, like bro, I, I almost cried. Yeah. I think I did cry, and I just like wiped it away yeah. right away. But it it was an emotional experience, not so much because of how the song made me feel, but rather what the song meant for a believer. Mm-hmm. Like the song was talking about sojourners, you know, we're aliens mm-hmm. here. Kind of like what Peter's saying. Yeah. You know, you, reminds you of the Apostle Peter's words in, in First Peter when he's talking about, you know, we're we're exiles. You yeah. know, this is this is not our home. We're passing through here. We have a better inheritance out there. And and that was like just reminding me of all that and 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 seeing that. But you're you're at Shepherd's Conference and and you're seeing this happen. There's no nothing you know, manipulated that mm-hmm. it was just the faithful singing of, of text, yeah. you know? And, and so what, what that does, and, and this is what I think people need to understand of, of conferences. You know, a lot of people go to conferences. Yeah. Like even in the medical world, mm-hmm. professional world, you go, you're learning. And what does that do? That makes you a better uh, doctor. Right. Uh, so these, you know, doctors are always having to update because the medical research is, always updating right it's always updating so when they go to these conferences then they come back and they could implement that into their practice so when a pastor goes to some of these conferences like that yeah you know they're not coming back with like hey here's 10 creative ways of how we could grow our church now no it's how can we worship more faithfully yeah you know and and then for the pastor himself how can i 
how can I preach more faithfully? Mm-hmm. How can I exposit more faithfully? Especially after listening to all these models. And it's inspirational. It makes you work harder. Like, I don't come back and I, I don't get lazier. Right. I get like, I, I have to work harder to to get to where yeah. I want to be. You get motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I think that, I mean, yeah, that's the, the part that pumps you up. But, yeah. but again, it's because you've seen the the way everything's been handled so faithfully that you're just like, man, this is great. And and I, I always, I like the workshops that they give because the mm. workshops are geared. So if you do take like a, like a musician or, or a worship leader or your youth pastor, they do have in the breakout sessions, sessions for that, uh, your associate, like in my case, they did a, this, this year, yeah. they did a role for the associate pastor. They've done one in the past on the executive pastor. Yeah. They've done some done on, on eldership. Yeah. yeah they in have general. So there's always like, like something. And even if, okay, if none of that works for you, then go to one of their Q and A's mm-hmm. and you're good. Uh, Austin gave one on, on, uh, are you called to preach? Because mm-hmm. again, there are younger guys that are aspiring. And so yeah. I like, I like the way he, he broke, he, he explained that, um what what was one of the ways he he mentioned on on identifying how you're if you're called to preach right the the the, the, the biblical qualifications of a of an elder uh-huh. and then and then uh the hospitality one was yeah, one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we were talking we we're making fun of that but but like to each other though yeah, not because yeah, he said it yeah 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 so austin if you're listening yeah, yeah, yeah. you did great now nah. you know austin's listening yeah now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but anyway so it all of that, yeah, it was good. Um, Abner gave a again. The, my point is, even if you take, you know, you as as the primary mm. preaching pastor, obviously benefit a ton of it. Yeah. But my point is, if you take key leaders in the church, yeah. there's something that they're gonna draw from from that. And I think most of it is like just the maturity. Like I'm always just amazed that even you can talk theology with the servers. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that for me is like beautiful to to, yeah. to see where it's not. It's not just a, you know, it's like, it's just the, the whole conference has that feel exactly. of like mature believers. So I think that even like, yeah, if younger guys go or, or different, you know, people in, in, in the department or different areas go, I think that they can still learn yeah. something from it, even though it's geared towards pastors. So yeah. yeah. And just for them to experience it. So I always invite everybody, like, yeah. hey, everybody, let's, you know, it's a year from now. So yep. save, save up. up. Get ready because this this is really worth yeah. it. And this year, uh, the the one, Carlos, which was on yeah, our podcast, he, uh-huh. he replaced you for two weeks, bro. He, he you, you ditched us for two weeks. I, I had to, had to <laughs> get this done, man. <laughs> but but Carlos was able to go, and it was great for him to experience mm-hmm. it as our youth pastor. So if you if you are, are a pastor that's listening from another church, and yeah, even a young youth pastor mm-hmm. would completely benefit. Uh, even your your musicians, your, yeah. your worship team. I mean, just get them to see this because they come back to church and they have a different mindset. They're not going to be wanting to buy more fog machines. You right. know? They're going to want to be like, let me know what these hymnals actually say. Yeah. Let me know how to incorporate scripture reading in between these mm-hmm. these hymns so that we could really yeah, to have a flow. beef up the, yeah, yeah and, and, and have a beefy theologically, doxologically sound worship session yeah. with, with on a Sunday morning. Uh, so it's it's just great to, to experience all that. I mean, they give you free books. Like we free got books. Bo- I, my box hasn't come in yet. But we free got a food. bunch of free books. Yeah, free food. You know, you always want your pastor well fed. Yeah, uh, I would say for churches out there that so like if if you're listening and and you're not a pastor, mm-hmm. but you 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 love your pastor and he's yeah. a faithful guy, I would say talk with some of the 
leaders and elders, maybe the church can't afford to send everybody, but make sure that you good. send the pastor. Yeah. And and if you guys could send him, believe me, mm-hmm. he'll come back like completely revitalized. Yep. That's true. That's a good idea. That's a good <laughs> so, idea. So yeah, or if you're a wealthy person in the church, you might as well just pay for him and, yeah. and, and get him, make sure he goes to Shepherds yeah. Conference 2024. Yep. Uh, there's other conferences that we will recommend later on. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to one maybe this year later too. But at least that one, because it's specifically yeah. geared towards pastors. Uh, just briefly, uh, one of the reasons why I began to go to Shepherds Conference mm-hmm. was because of John MacArthur. Okay. You know, a faithful pastor that in 2013, he ruined my life in a good way uh, because he um, basically exposed all my false beliefs in the charismatic movement. Yeah. And, and ever since 2013, I began to follow him closely and I grew more and more... You know, I, we, we mentioned this in an earlier podcast, just listening to him and hearing mm-hmm. him preach. And so finally in 2016, I was convinced to go to Shepherd's Conference simply because I wanted to hear this guy preach live. Yeah. And that has been a driving factor. So when we got there this year, he was going to open up, yep. right? And he doesn't because no. he's, you know, he's an older man now. He's in his 80s. I think mid eighties and they said he had heart surgery, heart surgery. Yeah. So it, like, you know, it's not, you know, it's not going to last forever. Right. And, and he's a human. Right. Know? But he's been at least for me, a model of faithful mm-hmm. servant and of a faithful servant to Christ. Uh, you know, I, I know that he's not perfect. I know that he's, he's not immaculate. Right. Right. <laughs> I know that he's got flaws. He's a man. Right. But, it's it's very hard to find someone now that can model faithful servanthood to mm-hmm. Christ. And I think that just looking at him and what he's done over these years is is you know very motivating and it's also a very faithful example for young people. Yep. Like, you know, I'm a little bit older now, but man, if I would have got turned on to MacArthur when I was 15, 20 years old, I think that would have been life even life-changing for me. Yeah back then but it's always good to have these biblical models like mm-hmm. uh, that's what discipleship is we're, we're we're following those that came before us and uh and and just to know that he has been faithful to christ for 50 plus years is impressive yeah i'm like going on year five and i'm already <laughs> like goodness lord i need if i'm gonna do another five years yeah, yeah, yeah. i need a, i need your yeah grace help, and, and strength yeah. help you know it's but it, again, you know, yeah, there's a lot of bad news out there about J Mac and right, you know, the whole Fresca thing. Yeah, yeah. Can you just give us some insight on the? Yeah, Fresca? I, I mean, so let let's 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 tackle these. So what you're trying to say is that is that five percent of MacArthur is better than the whole <laughs> basically, <world>. no, <laughs> at least to me, no, no, yeah. So I I I mean the Lawson quote yeah. whatever, and Lawson is a guy like if people don't know Lawson, right. Lawson is our. Our director of the deep doctoral program that, yeah. that we were both he in. He teaches. Yep. He teaches. And yeah. so we know the friendship that he has yep. with MacArthur. Right? And he does this in class. like. Yeah. But he would say it about R.C. Sproul, too. So yeah. the only thing that I want to say is I get that he said the phrase. I get why people are you know, on so what, Twitter. So what did he say? Yeah, that 5% of MacArthur is better than the whole evangelical world. But we need a... Because that's the clip that circles. What he was talking about was... Lawson was sad because mm-hmm. he had to open up the conference. It's the first time I think he said it since that he was there the first the first one. It's always yeah. in MacArthur, so he even admitted I didn't want to be the I don't want to be the one preaching. I yeah. want MacArthur. So, and the context of preaching is when he said that quote. But I honestly think, like again, I I get that he said it, so I'm I'm not trying to excuse that he said. It. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to you know whatever. My only point is he's talking as a friend. 
And I think what he was really getting at is to Lawson, to him, mm-hmm. he thinks MacArthur is yeah five percent of MacArthur is better than, and he has the right to have that opinion you don't have to agree with it or not you could get offended by it but but yeah so i yeah. mean again a lot of guys got offended by it and it's whatever i it is what it is yeah they were trying to say like he kind of like idolized yeah him idolized put him, him up on right. a pedestal and yeah stuff. and so to, but it's his friend right you know i think i'm gonna say that about you in like 50 <laughs> years you know i'm gonna I be hope. like five percent of henry <laughs> hey, you're, you're older so but I'm gonna say it about you. You look older. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play the, but it, yeah. So you know, people are probably gonna hear that, yeah. and you know, there's probably already a bunch of YouTube videos yeah. on it, and, and so podcasters, Twitter, yeah, and, getting clout, yeah, and, and uh, views off of that. But so, yeah, so I mean, come on, if that's the best you got to right. like, try to bring down 50 plus years yeah. of ministry, and, and the Fresca cans, yeah, you know, whatever. So I, what what ended up happening was. They put MacArthur's face on a fresca can yeah. because of COVID, right? Yep. And so what happened during COVID? Yeah, I mean, he he was giving a sermon on, you know, or, or giving like an intro, I guess, on everything that had happened with the church and, and BLM and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And he's like, you know, you got bars open and strip clubs open and all these things are open. They're essential. The church can't be open. He's like, I can't even get a drink of fresca. And he's like, I want my, yeah, I want my, my fresca. fresca. <laughs> so, yeah. So this year what they did was they... They put a MacArthur's face with on the Fresca can, yeah. and it said, "I want my Fresca." Yeah. So, yeah, some people took it as idolatry and in, in Spanish mm-hmm. uh, news out or whatever these whatever these things bloggers yeah. I don't know what they're yeah. called, but yeah, these people haters. in Spanish haters, <laughs> yeah. So in Spanish and English, people are talking about about that and idol Why worship. Why would they put that? I mean, I get it. I don't, you know, I don't see MacArthur sitting down at the table and saying, "Right, hey, let's put my face on yeah. a Fresca." Bottle, I got a great is, idea yeah. for for Shep Contest here. Yeah. It, it, might have been you know a small group of yeah. dudes that 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 thought about that right and maybe they didn't think all the way through yeah. it but they thought that yeah. this would be like a funny thing yeah. because it because that quote circulated yep. throughout the twitter world yeah. right like it was famous for i want my fresca because yeah. all the aluminum was being taken up by miller light and corona yep. uh but you know I, I get it people don't like his face on the fresca can yeah. I, you know i still got mine yeah we shipped ours <laughs> we shipped so ours call those yeah. idolaters yeah care. i just wanted to have a collector's yeah. item for for my retirement yeah. fund <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know again it, it's you know if that's the best yeah. you've got you know we have other pastors that well, are well sleeping for, for, for our conference church con we're going to put your face on a coffee bag. unless it's it has to be yours <laughs> and mine um but you know we got other pastors that are sleeping with their secretaries you know Thank for you. 20 years yeah. and they're finally exposed yep. it. and we got other pastors that are drinking heavily and mixing alcohol with pills and yep. going into different hotel rooms and with different women conferences and, all and this while stuff. they're preaching in yeah. a conference like yeah. You know, there's no measure of sin in, in, to a certain extent, but like, come on, you know. Yeah. If, if MacArthur was a drunk and, you know. Right. It, but, or again, I honestly, I just don't think this was his idea. Yeah. No, it wasn't. So, it it right. was completely not his idea. And maybe some people look back at it they're like, oh man, we didn't think about yeah. all the backlash yeah. that this could have. So maybe we shouldn't have done they this. They thought yeah. that this was just going to be funny because yep. of whatever. But anyway. That's what happens, but we look towards Shepherd's Conference. Uh, it, we we pray for John MacArthur's life. I'm going to be very sad when he passes away, mm-hmm. uh, but you know it's just another model of yep. exemplary leadership and faithful service to Christ. Thanks for tuning in. BE Podcast will be taking a two-week break. In the meantime, reach out to us on Twitter at BeTheEnglishPod or visit our website, www.BeTheAbu.Church.